Hey, thank you for checking out today's devotions. I also want to thank you for the words of encouragement, the cards, the emails that you have sent us about these daily devotions and thanking us for them. And I really very much appreciate that personally. Uh, all we see, all I see is a lens and our media director right behind me, but she won't laugh at my jokes because she doesn't want to mess up the tape of this. So you don't quite know if this is helping. So thank you very much for your words of encouragement. Each of the pastors has a theme that they're following in their devotions. Pastor Brian is talking about our local and global missions and sharing some things that are ongoing in them, uh, both praises and prayer requests. Pastor Nancy is working her way through the book of Philippians with us. And with me, we've been looking at the book of Daniel and the Israelites' Babylonian captivity, looking for ways and insights to give us encouragement and some understanding, uh, some help, some tools as we are going through our own captivity. Last time we looked, King Nebuchadnezzar had built a huge image, uh, an idol, and he re, uh, required, he ordered uh, that everyone at a certain time would bow down and worship this idol. One of the ingenious things he did was to create a trigger. Many times in the passage, Daniel chapter 3 through the 4, you'll read these words. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and peoples of every language, this is what you're commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshiped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. As I said, the ingenious part of this is that he creates a trigger, something that would evoke a response in the people immediately. And it didn't matter what your language was. It wouldn't have to be translated in any language. It rather was the language and the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, and all kinds of music. Whenever that was heard, you were required to bow down and worship. And if you think about it over time, then it would become second nature. The moment you heard it, you knew what you were to do. It would trigger a response in you. We all get triggers. I think we all have them, of course. Uh, there are many things that can trigger different things in us. For instance, uh, a certain person calls. You know it's never good when you see their name pop up or their phone number. Uh, it triggers a moment of anxiety. Or your boss, who never encourages anyone, who is always negative, uh, an email comes in important word to you. It, it evokes anxiety. Or it could be a family member that you know never to bring up a certain topic or a certain subject because it will trigger all kinds of reactions. We get triggers because we all have them. And that got me thinking, what triggers your faith? What 
what triggers a faith response to something? What triggers praying? What triggers crying out to God? A constant has been the news. For many of us, it triggers anxiety or uncomfortableness or unrest or a sense of ill at ease. What if you made it trigger something else? The other day, I finally decided to look at my retirement investments, but I told myself that before I did, one, I knew it wasn't going to be good, but that my response would be to trust God. And it changed how I saw it. So what if you decided that the moment you get anxious, an anxious feeling about watching the news, it triggers prayer. You immediately start to pray. Or you turn off the, to, uh, the, the news, you turn off your phone, you just take a moment to pray. What will trigger, what could trigger faith in you? What could trigger pray, prayer in you? I want to encourage you to look for things that trigger you, maybe in a negative way or a, a, a way of worry and anxiety, and decide that you're going to change that trigger to make it one that brings you to God. So we could rewrite the Herald's words if we were to say it in today's world. We might say, at the sound of the news, a text on your phone, an email on your computer, a card in the mail, or a look at your finances, I will pray and trust God. Amen? All by myself. Let's pray. Lord God, I do pray that you would help us to rewire some of our inclination, our, our uh, triggers, so that when we hear news that often is just filled with bad, bad news, when we get that phone call, when we see that text, when we see that email, Lord, I pray that instead of triggering anxiety or worry or uncomfortableness or ill ease, I pray that it would remind us that you are Lord and you are sovereign. I pray that it would encourage us at that moment to stop and pray. I pray that we would begin to see more triggers in our life and in our daily routines that draw us to you and not to fear or anxiety or worry. Lord, may all of our life be a response to you, a faithful, trusting response to a faithful, wonderful God. We pray this in Jesus' name and all of God's people, wherever they are, said, amen.